Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation, to a very special episode of Geek Vibes Live Interview Edition. We have a very special interview on tab for you guys tonight. Sorry if you guys had a little bit of an echo there. I fixed it. Sorry about that. Um, We have a very special guest tonight, so I'm going to pass it to Kanan, who will be uh, introducing our guest and interviewing our guest of tonight. Um, So, Kanan, take it away. I'm trying to hold back my fanboyism because uh, I absolutely love um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, and I'm just a huge fan of yours because I think you bring so much to the show. Oh, man. Well, please don't hold back because I sure don't, and you just made my day, so we're going to have a love chat. All right. Well, just let me go into a little bit about uh, about who you are to our audience. In case you don't know, we're speaking with the great and talented actress Dana De Lorenzo. Uh, she's best known for Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, she was also in a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas, and uh, she also was in a movie called The Mad Ones. And also, I heard that you actually were on a morning radio show called Man Cow's Morning Madhouse. Is is that true? That is true. That was um, that was sort of my my foray into the professional world of voice, if you will. Um, yeah, definitely. I was I was an on air personality and um, producer for that in my Chicago days. What up, Chicago? The shy. Um, so, I got yeah. the family in so, Chicago. Uh, so, oh, you do. I mean, they're probably freezing right now, but I I miss it and I love it so much. I spent ten years of my life there. It's the greatest city in the world. It's, and if your listeners have not been, go make that little trip uh, happen. But definitely go between May and November. That's a good time to go because you'll just see all the Chicagoans going crazy after being um, cooped up and hibernating. Well, no, actually, we don't cook up, coop up. We just we, we brace the cold. But, like, truly, it gets, like, 50 degrees, and everyone's like, summer! And everyone just goes out of their mind, and it's something to see if you can get there, especially in the summer. It's just, like, the happiest place on earth. So um go Chicago. Yes, go Chicago and go go Cubs for all of our Cubs listeners out there. Um Yes, go Cubs. So that's right. All right, so let's let's kinda jump into things real quick. So tell me what age did you realize acting was something that you really wanted to do? You know, this is uh such an annoying truth. Um, but it, it was always sort of innate like I wanted to do it before and I was just doing it before I knew what it was um uh, (laughs) I'm going to um age myself a bit but before the time of uh (laughs) iPhones and video recorders camcorders um my my (laughs) um parents would get a little tape recorder um, and just record me either uh, uh, talking to myself, entertaining myself, uh, whatever the case may be. And, and for my, um, it was, I think it was coming up on my third birthday. It was about uh, almost three. They got me a Fisher-Price tape recorder for me to record myself because I always wanted to 
um, have my, once I knew what my dad was doing, I always wanted to use the adult tape recorder. And so um, I have the tapes of me at uh, barely three telling jokes to myself, telling, I'm going to say that one more time, telling jokes to myself. Oh, I'm sorry. And Ernie, Ernie and Bert and Big Bird and all my Sesame Street characters and Mickey Mouse, who I loved. I had them all lined up and I would just sit and tell jokes to myself and I would crack myself up to the point of my laugh was like a cackle, which is I'm pretty sure why my voice has been destroyed because at the age of three, I was telling myself jokes. Would you like to hear one? This is pretty good. I would love to hear one. I'm just going to let you know. Are you ready? Here I'm is ready. from the mind of Dana DiLorenzo at three years old. I'm going to do it in my, in my accent that I had at three, which was a three-year-old's accent. <clears throat> what did the apple say to the T-shirt? He said, hello, big boy. And that was my laugh. And I would crack myself up. And then um, my parents always thought I was going to be a director because they said I was very bossy and I wanted to put on shows all the time. Um, I like, like Ralph and Muppet Babies. It was, it was time for the show. And I was like, there's a tape of me yelling at my grandma. I'm like, no, you're not doing it right. And my parents to this day, they're like, I still think your calling is directing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just always, I don't know, had a pension for it and always loved doing it. And then um, I guess comedy was, was my first love um, when um, I was a terrible big sister. And was I think I was five and my little brother was two. Um, and I'd play a game with my little brother called Make Me Laugh, which I came up with. And make me laugh. The point of the game was to make the other person laugh. And if you laugh, you lost. Well, he's a two-year-old. What's he going to do? That's funny. Nothing. Um, so I obviously won that game every round, but because of that, um, I developed such a love for, um, for entertaining and wanting to make people laugh. And so, um, that's, that's kind of always been my pipe dream and, um, always just pursued it on the side. Cause my parents, you know, were like, you need, a real job and degree. So I've done all that and then just, you know, busted my ass and, and it's been a long, hard road and never in a million years did I think I'd be living my three-year-old dream of, of being able to be in a scene talking to myself basically with a puppet, which is basically what I was doing when I was three. So all of my dreams have come true on Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> Exactly. So you went from from a three year old talking to yourself, which that isn't uh, that isn't really weird because actually I, I did the same thing to when I was a kid. I always wanted to be into entertainment, and I would record myself in a different voice. And I always grew up like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, what? so I would I would record myself <laughs> interviewing Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I would do the interview, and then I would try what? to do Arnold's voice. Yes, which I can I cannot do Arnold's voice, but I tried to do it. So you know. You know, as a kid, you, you get into those things, you record your stuff, but I'm glad that you're getting to live your dream because if not, then, you know, the show would, would, would be as good without you. Um, and speaking of – Well, I, I don't know about that, but, but well, by the way, can I, mean, I just say something very quickly? Can I yes, just say ahead. something about you? You are, you are living your dream because um, someone once told me that, what, that who you are at that age, like when you just when, – when, when you were just an innocent babe, out of the mouth of babes, as they say – the fact that you were doing interviews with yourself and now you're doing interviews, like you understand that you're doing exactly what you were meant to be doing. Um, I just want to call that out. So I think that's such, uh, such a beautiful thing. 
And I'm, I'm like you know literally that, putting my fist in the air like, yay. <laughs> yes, that, that means a lot. Thank you so much. I mean, I have not had we've done a lot. Of, we've done a lot of interviews and I've never had anybody actually say that back to me. So thank you. You, you've you've well, made true. my evening. I mean, I'm, well, then I'm happy to. Well, thank you. Uh, well, you know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, it, you know, growing up, uh, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead franchise is one of the most popular franchises to date. So what is it like to be um, part of, you know, a huge part of that franchise now, to, to be in that Evil Dead world? You know, it's, uh, when I get asked this question, it's so hard for me to answer because um, the truth is, you know, when I really let it all in, like, it's, it's kind of hard to, to even hear you say it like, wait, I, half the time I'm pinching myself. Like, wait, wait, I'm not, wait, I'm, I'm in the franchise. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's something that, that um, I also grew up with and I, I also knew, and I'll tell you to, to be honest, I didn't think there was a chance in hell I was going to get this job. I was working at a, at a bar here in LA and um, was like, I can't even scream. I'm never going to get this job. And I'm working till 2 a.m. How am I going to learn these lines by 10 a.m.? Like, there's no way I'm going to get this job. So um, it's one of those things where whenever um, there are these little moments that sort of um, make you step outside. Why am I saying you? They make me step outside myself and just sort of, it like hits me upside the head. Like life kind of is like, hey, look, 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 look where you are. And there was, um, I'd have to say there, the, 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 the moments that, those are, are um, the first one was the screen test with, with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. The second one, um, both, both Ray uh, Santiago and I, he obviously plays Pablo. We had the, we looked at each other at the same time. And um, apparently like we both got chills at the same time, which was when we, we filmed um, the end of the first uh, episode, Sam's episode um, as the first season. And when we're standing behind Bruce, and he says, groovy. It's like everyone was, the whole crew was there. It was the last scene that we shot in order, which was magnificent. Um, but uh, that moment really was like, oh, okay, wow, this, this is happening. And then uh, every time I meet fans, which is like my favorite thing, to the point where, full disclosure, you can ask anyone who's met me. I like creep out my own fans because I'm like so intense and I'm so excited to meet them that I feel like I scare half of them away and they back away slowly because I'm the one leaping over the table. to like, if, they, if it's like, you know, Kelly cosplay, I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, and of course I'm very quiet. Of course I'm very quiet person. Um, yeah, that's, I'm being sarcastic in case that doesn't translate on. Yeah, I Okay, good. Just making sure people are like, wait, she's not quiet. Yeah, no, I know. Um, so uh, I have to say, like, it's, it's one of those things. I, I'm, just a, I'm just this girl from Youngstown, Ohio, who, you know, had this dream and made every birthday wish. I just want to entertain people. I just, I just want to do this for a living. And it was, it, it never seemed possible, but... Um, I always had that little, that little light of hope of like, I, I'm just going to do it in whichever way I can. And, and I don't need, I, I, it was never about fame or any of that. It was uh, quite the opposite, actually. It was just, I just wanted the chance to do it. And, um, so whenever I get to meet the fans, um, and especially like my mom got to come to a convention with me in Pittsburgh and she just like started sobbing. 
Like, I think it became very real for her all of a sudden. Um, like, it, it didn't sink in for her watching me on TV or, or any of that. I think it just sunk in when she finally got to see me interact with the fans and the passion that, that they have that I mirror um, because I'm just so happy to be a part of this. Uh, so that, I, I don't know if that actually answered your question, but that's what it's like. I have these moments all the time. I never take it for granted. I worked really hard just to be able to find opportunities to do what I love. So now that I can do what I love full time and do it in, as part of such a, a huge, passionate uh, fan base. And, 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 and I, 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 I'm just, I mean, I sound like such a, a dweeb right now but I I mean it's true like I'm showing that I'm not nearly as cool as Kelly but it I'm being very honest with you I it's not something I never take for granted and it's and it's I I feel so lucky and I I hope I I get to do it forever because um I really enjoy I really enjoy it yeah, I hope you get to do it forever as well because, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm I'm loving the show and, you know, season three is coming upon us. And, I mean, actually you answered uh, a lot in, in that question. I mean, you actually covered <laughs> a couple sorry. of other things that I was – no, it's okay. <laughs> you actually covered a couple of other I'm things sorry, I was going to get into. <laughs> See, this is my problem. This is why um, my brother would say that my, my destiny was to become an actor because he said – Dana, you never know when to stop talking unless dialogue is written for you. And there's a period at the end of the sentence. Cause I don't, my, 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 my period at the end of my sentences and <laughs> like, I will never stop talking. So feel free to cut me off. And um, I, I just um, um, made a joke. Actually, I, I tweeted you guys. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be live talking for like an hour to um, geek five nation. And that means that we'll get certainly three questions in. Certainly. Yeah. So, I think we're. I think we're up to two. Yeah. I think. Oh we're, I think we're up to two. I think we're definitely gonna. I think we're gonna definitely get to to the third one. And and so speaking. Okay. So piggybacking on what you just said about you know your uh, your dialogue or whatever. This kind of getting into your character. Uh, since the first season, I have always seen you as uh, this badass, take charge type character. But was Kelly? Uh, and I mean, and talking to you and, and you know, and hearing how you come off, I, I, I almost am assuming that you've given it her own twist. But I'm just I want to know, was Kelly written that way or was she written as a more kind of timid type person? I mean, because Kelly's definitely you. It seems like de- uh, Kelly's definitely you yeah. in real life. Oh, I wish I, I got to be honest. I, I let's just keep that that um, mirage alive because I wish I was Kelly in real life. Okay. Um, I've often said like I, I I actually am sad that she's not a real person because I really want to be her friend um, because she's like just so cool um, and she doesn't you know she doesn't reveal all the truths of her of her uncoolness such as I do. Um, you know, uh, a little bit of, 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 of both. She, I, I, let me, let me actually, uh, rephrase that. Um, she was never timid. Um, I have to give credit to, to, to the creators. Um, and you know, the three, the three musketeers of the franchise, Rob Tappert, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, um, because they knew that in order to bring Ash Williams to this decade, um, and, 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 and allow him to still be the character that we know and love, that flawed human being who, let's be honest, is, is often very offensive and has very antiquated views on um, people and, and women. So they had the foresight to, to, to think, 
well, how do we let him still exist and be the character we know and love, who has not grown in the past 30 years, um, emotionally at least, um, uh, or mentally, I maybe even, um, which is why we love him, because he's still like this impeccable badass. Um, but how do we let him speak freely um, with and, and be able to get away with that stuff so that we could still laugh at, you know, the king of one-liners, Bruce Campbell, that's, that's his thing. Um, and so they, they, they knew they had to come up with a strong female character um, to sort of call him out on his BS and go toe-to-toe. So from um, actually the audition scene was pretty, was pretty much the same as what that first scene is with Kelly and Ash um, when she, like, says she's going to break his hand. Um, from the get-go, I, I immediately loved her for that reason because she was like, I guess where we are similar is I love sarcasm um, and I love a good ball bust. So, um, but, you know, bust and chop. So in that sense, that really rung a bell with me. Um, but uh, in terms of how she's grown, um, because she has, you know, um, there, I think we saw, we've seen her, sort of learn on the fly. And we've seen when she's, you know, screwed up or not knowing what the hell she's doing. Um, and, and I love that most about her, that yes, she, she has become a warrior. And yes, she has become a, a badass and learned from Ash. And also um, her, her brains have enabled her to, to um, be very quick on her feet and a very fast learner. But also what I have to say that I love most about Kelly and what I actually think makes her a real hero is that she's also flawed and vulnerable and, and, and does show her fear. You see when Kelly is afraid or you see when Kelly feels like she's in over her head and she goes for it anyway, man. And that's what I think, that, that sort of courage is what I think makes a hero. Um, and and I, I love that most about her, that she's not just, you know, gritting her teeth you know, like Annie Oakley style, like, uh, you know, just she, you see the moment, even, even as recently as season three, when she is terrified. And I think that's like something I have taken um, note of in my own life that I have learned from this character and growing with her, which is like, I I have to try not to swear. Um, But like, when you're (laughs) afraid, when, when it's something that really scares you and, you know, yes, it might not always be a deadite. It might be that job. It might be, you know, uh, talking to somebody, whatever the, whatever the situation. It might be challenging yourself and, you know, getting up in front of a room full of people, giving a pleasant, whatever, whatever your situation like, whatever scares you. She says this to Pablo. You know, you've got to fight it. And um, I, I've taken a little bit of that as a motto as well of just say, you know what, when in doubt, screw it. Your instincts will carry you through. Just go for it. Um, and I have to, I have to thank um, Kelly Maxwell for that little gem that, that served me in life as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I just could tell by talking to you, I just, I just wondered if, if she was written a different way, but you and Bruce and, and Ray, y'all definitely play off each other really well. And, and y'all's chemistry, especially on the show, it, it just, it seems so uh, fluid, you know, like natural. It doesn't seem like it's forced. I mean, I could be wrong, but just, just watching the show. No, no, you're, I mean, you're not. You're not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks like y'all just have a great time. You're not wrong. Yeah. You know, I mean, now, yeah, I it's, mean, it's like Bruce would say, it's work and it's hard, but like, but then yes, when it, <laughs> how can you not have fun when you're, you know, like fighting a colon or, you know, kicking someone, <laughs> kicking, you know, kicking evil or, or, you know, or getting 
you know, slammed uh, when you're fighting your own hand, getting, you know, biting your own leg with a, a puppet. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, it, you know, it's work, but it's at the same time you have those moments where you're like, this is awesome. Um, and to answer, I see what you're saying. You know what, with all of us, I feel like um, just like as the show sort of found its footing season one, and I feel like season two was, was even stronger than season one in a lot of ways. Um, I do believe, and I do know that, that, you know, people like Sam Raimi, you know, asked me as, as he was on his way out of, of episode one, he sat down with me and said, okay, so I know I'm not directing episode two, um, but what do you think Kelly's mom would say to her? What do you think the backstory is of what really happened to Kelly's mom? And you know, when, when she died and we had, he, like, we were, he like asked me, I'm like, I'm sorry. Sam Raimi, are you asking little me who knows nothing and I, I bow down to you? Like, you want me to help write this scene with you? And that, I have to say, set the bar um, for what our showrunner also uh, for seasons one and season two, Craig DiGregorio, and all of our fabulous writers. I feel like they found all of our strengths as people or something that we could bring specifically to each role um, and then capitalized on it. And one of those things is um, Rob Tapper's like, uh, no one... No one can drop an F-bomb like Dana, and I honestly feel like she's <laughs> the one, only one who should. He's like, because Bruce is really adamant that things aren't funny just when they're gratuitous swearing. He's like, that's like a kind of a cheap shot. So he's like, I'll swear, like, he's like, I'll swear when it's necessary. He's like, but both him and Rob Tapper said, you know what, from here on out, I feel like Kelly should just take the brunt of those words. And so um, I did get to help collaborate on some of the lines, like the, I don't know if I could say it on the air, so I will, I will, yeah, I will send you can myself, say it. But like, um, I, okay. I will, um, I will fuck your faces with bullets back up now where I will fuck your faces with bullets with me, um, talking to the showrunner and also, um, one of our writers, Cam Welsh. And it, I, I was like, Hey, here's, I have an, an alternate line. If we can do in another take just as a suggestion, they were like, actually we're changing it to that. That is now your line. And so in that way, I, I have gotten to um, help develop with that, but um, but really, I got to give credit to to our incredible crew and our writers who who have sort of grown with us and and given us that that direction. Well, to get into a little bit about um, the show itself and kind of some of the behind the scenes stuff, this is kind of a two part question. So, is Oh boy! Um, so this will be another forty-five minute answer. That and that's that's fine because this this is kind of stuff that our, our oh. listeners wanted to know. Um, are most of the uh, most of the effects on the show are they practical uh, or are they CGI? And also, if you can kind of just talk about um, you know what it's like. Um, you know when you're filming, you know is you know what's it like just with like gallons of blood dumped on you. I mean, how how is it to to work with all that? Um, okay, so um, I would say I'm real bad at math, so but I'm I'm gonna kind of just make up a number here. I'd say eighty-five to ninety percent of the effects are practical, um, oh, because wow. if you when you watch the show, you can tell there's very very few moments that the blood is not really. I mean, actually, when it comes to, like, the blood and stuff, that's always on us. It would only be, um, like, some, some, just if something we couldn't actually do. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, even some people, a lot of people thought that Elagos, you know, that blue demon that possessed Kelly and uh, when they were from the bookstore, you know what I'm talking about, season one? Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought that was all CGI, and that actually 
was was not. Um, there was an effect to make it um, sort of vibrate. Uh, but that was a real uh, incredible actor from, I believe, uh, I, I believe it's Ben Fransham, who had full on body paint wearing like a man's song um, all day in, in like a very cool studio, <laughs> poor guy, and like had that actual, our incredible, incredible effects team um, in New Zealand. I just cannot talk enough about them and how incredible they actually are. Um, but th- that was a full on head. Like he, he could not see out of that head barely. And he, you know, the poor guy, I don't think he could even like drink. I think they let him take it off once at lunch. So no, that was really a person with real, um, all the makeup effects and everything. And, and it was only in post that they made him sort of vibrate to look like he was, um, you know, getting in, into the head. Um, so mm-hmm. that's a perfect example of like, no, no, that actually is, is practical. And certainly, yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't be Azure's evil dead if it was, you know, not getting, gallons of blood and viscera and brains and demons and colon and all of that on us. Um, and again, that comes with, with our art department and, and the, the, like whatever the writers write, they will find a way to make it real. Um, there is a blood cart. I actually posted a picture recently um, um, uh, from way back when uh, with Sam and I, and I, it was like a very posed picture. I'm like, Hey Sam, let's pretend in this photo, you're giving me a note. And he we both assumed this pose of like him being very angry at me. And I'm like, Oh, Oh God, which is the complete opposite of who he is as a director. He's such an actor's director and so wonderful. Um, but in the background, there's a blood cart photo bomb. And that is just a, a, a few um, examples of how, how many types of blood that are used, depending on what the shot is, depending, is it going on clothes? Is it going on floor? Is it being splattered? Is it coming out of a blood cannon? So I can assure you um, it's practical. Um, and, and what is it like? Um, you know, <laughs> I, speaking as somebody who has had 26 gallons minimum, I, I was told that it's actually more, but I'm just going to go on the low end, um, for that bar scene in season two, the first episode of season two, um, when I saw all these vats, just vats of blood and you know, it's going to be a bloody day on set when every square inch of that set is covered in plastic even the cameramen are in like a tent of plastic that I, I, I sometimes am concerned that we have to like poke holes and feed them twigs like lightning bugs that they're going to suffocate in these little plastic tents because it is, everything is covered. Um, and you know, it's a bloody day when you see that. But then I went up to um, Anna, one of our girls in the art department. And I was like, Oh, wow. That's a lot of blood for today. Wow. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> that's not for today. That's for you. I was like, that's all for me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I go, you don't happen to know how much blood that would, I mean, what would your guess be? And she's like, actually, I know exactly how much because I had to make it all. I was like, oh, honey, pray do tell. And she said, because we're in New Zealand, so they, they, she said 85 liters. So thanks, Google. It was 26 gallons. I ended up finding out they used way more in the end. Um, but, but, um, you know, it's not the blood going on that's necessarily the worst part. Yes, it stings. Yes, it's cold. And it's sometimes, depending on the nozzle, if it's the blood cannon, it hurts. It's like, get like put a fire hose on full blast and just oh, aim wow. it at your face. Um, <laughs> but that's not, that's not the bad part. The bad part, which no one talks about, and I don't know why, 
it's not like everyone's like, oh, it's sticky. No, no, no. It, it, it tastes like crap. And, it's, and it, the bad part is that in five minutes, it dries. And, and when it dries, and it's in every orifice of your body, every piece of skin you have on your body is covered, and it's turned into a wax. Suddenly, you turn your head because someone calls your name. And it's like that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin with Steve Carell when he's like, ah, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I no. just screamed Kelly Clarkson. Um, mm. So it's actually <laughs> quite genius. And I feel, like, I feel like this was Sam Raimi's plan all along. Because guess what? What you end up doing is you beg to be covered in more blood because it keeps it wet. So you're like, can you put some more on, please? Can we have more? Can we have more? Can you just shoot me more? Come around. Um, so that's actually kind of a genius counterintuitive way to get people to want more blood because you're like, I just need it to be wet. So I don't rip off chunks of my hair, um, which happens, but it's so, you know what? It's so, it's so good. Um, the showers afterwards look worse almost than the scene <laughs> because they, they, they don't even, you can't go anywhere. Like you can't even go to your trailer cause you're going to get blood all over everything. Um, so they have like, uh, shower trucks for the real bloody days and um ray and i had to sh- like share a shower truck and had to like just a partition between the two showers and the photo <laughs> afterwards looks almost as bad as the scene like the actual scene we shot so your um, shower your and, shower and looks like a uh, psycho yeah just blood exactly. everywhere exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes there was exactly that so um but man you know what i you don't even it's so it's so bizarre I don't ever remember those. Um, like I know that they were tough. Like if I'm really thinking about it, it's like, oh yeah, that really hurt, and I couldn't sit down anywhere, and I, I everything I touched, you know, my phone was completely stained in blood for the rest of the season. Like you think of those things, like when you really force yourself to. But to be honest, like it looks so good, and you are like, it's like a badge of honor. And when you hear that Bruce Campbell had four hundred gallons of blood on him. In Evil Dead 2, you're like, okay, I'm just going to take it like a champ. And you do, um, because it looks awesome. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend getting blood thrown on you at some point in your life. Fake blood, fake blood. Oh, yeah, I think Bruce Bruce Campbell's probably used to it by now. It's it's probably he takes a bath in blood. I I bet that's like his shampoo and body wash. I mean, he's he's so used to that from from all of the movies. uh, I know we're I know we're coming uh, up on our uh, on our allotted time, but do do you have maybe time to answer? Uh, no, I will I will go as, I will go as long as you want. I will go as long okay. as you want, my friend. Keep keep all right, them coming. Well, I think we I think I think we definitely I got, got a. Uh, all right. Well, I think we definitely got a, a few more minutes. I can kind of go over uh, a couple more questions with you. Um, you know, so at Geek Vibes Nation, you know, we especially I, I, you probably know this in the world of Hollywood right now. One of the biggest things is comic book shows, comic book movies, uh, DC, Marvel, fanboys going to war. Um, just wanted to ask you if, you know, have you ever thought about uh, being in, in, in either franchise, you know, and if you were, um, who would you like, who would you really want to play? Okay. Can I make this a two-parter? Because I, again, don't know how to answer any questions shortly. Yep. Um, yep. Here, here's, I'm going to tell you my, my, my fangirl moments. Um, I'm obsessed with Daredevil, so I just want to be in, in Daredevil's world. But however, I am like in my wildest dream. Is it weird of me to like really want a crossover between and a team up between Kelly Maxwell and the Punisher? 
because I'm I feel like they're the I feel like they're cut from the same cloth. I feel like that should happen. Yeah, I think they I think that I think that should happen. I, I think they should have a Punisher and Kelly and maybe even Ray crossover episode where it's Punisher Kelly and Ray versus Deadites versus Jigsaw. Uh, from the Punisher's yes. world, and maybe yes. even throw in Elektra, throw in—I De- mean, just have a huge crossover, and throw and then at in. the end, yeah. and then at the very end, then you can have Bruce Campbell pop up after everybody is just laid waste <laughs> and say groovy, <laughs> and then just in, and then in the uh, and then in the show. That would be amazing, dude. Dude, <laughs> where's the producers listening? Let's just give you the money. There's the script right there. Um, so yeah, that's my pipe dream um, because I just love both those characters. But then to go to the um, I, I hope I don't misspeak, but I believe it's the DC world in terms of a, yeah. uh, one of those superheroes or, or comic books I love, characters I love to play. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm the Huntress, um, you know, that Italiana. Um, yeah. I, I kind of feel like Huntress right. is right is right up my my alley. And I mean, for what it's worth, just saying, drawing parallels. Kelly Maxwell wears purple every episode. The Huntress was in purple. I mean, it's obviously should just be a done deal. I know it's already I'm exists. Gonna, I know it exists on, on Arrow, but like, I'm just saying, Dana DiLorenzo as the Huntress, I can do a really good Godfather impression. So I could throw that in there even. How about that? <laughs> I'm going to tag, I'm going to tag Jeff Johns on Twitter and say, get Dana in yeah. the DC streaming universe as Huntress. Let's get her on Titans. Let's get her on whatever show y'all want to, y'all want to have going. Let's get her in the DC universe. Dude, I'm going to like, just give you 10%. Like, can you just be my agent from now on? Like, that's I'm right. Just that's take, right. Just I will just take off. I, just take us. You know what? I will go. I will go to bat for you. I will anything I see. I will tag you in and say, get her, get her in oh, this. Man. Kevin Feige, let's get her okay. in Avengers Five. Let's get her in. They're gonna be like, Ant-Man. they're gonna be like, who, who, Dana, who? No, Lorenzo, mother. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. So that that's my that's my dream. Is yeah, hundred on top of, or just with Punisher or just with Daredevil. Either one. I'm, I'm 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 game or like you know I love Jess I feel like Kelly Maxwell and Jessica Jones would be fun in life as well. Um, All right, well sorry, now I'm like just sitting here. I'm staring at the sunset <laughs> wistfully, like, oh, oh, that could work. <laughs> what have you done? That's I'm right. Like, Dear diary, <laughs> today on my vision board, I'm going <laughs> exactly. to be a crossover, and I'm the hunted. <laughs> Hey, you'll get to work Guys, with, if you go to DC, you get to work with uh Henry Cavill, so that can't be uh can't be too bad. I mean that wouldn't Superman. be terrible. That would not be terrible. No, that would not be terrible. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. He's not yeah. He's obviously not a looker at all. My eyes would be blinded like, Oh, ah, ah. Yeah, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that one bit, my friend. You go ahead and you put that in the Twitterverse. I would definitely there. try. I definitely <laughs> try to, to to get that going for sure. Uh, so ten percent come you, your way. <laughs> that's right, and I get to be at the wedding. If y'all get married, you got to invite me to the wedding at least. Oh, honey, you're gonna you're gonna be like the ordained minister. So that's just happening. Thank you. I will do that. You I will it. go online. You heard it. I will go online and get ordained right now if I can if I can actually do that. There, look at that. Okay, your <laughs> listeners are, are listening, so you, it's right. on record. Yes, it's on record. I, I will. I will definitely do that. Um, so, okay, uh, just, just, uh, just 
kind of real quick here before we before we actually uh, wrap up. Is there anything that um, you can give us exclusively that will happen uh, in this uh, season of Ash versus Evil Dead? Anything that you can give away, just uh, you know, quickly without kind of hmm. spoiling too much, but something you can okay. say that will happen. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a couple. Okay, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a couple. How's that? I'll give you a Sounds couple good. little ones, and then yep. actually. I, I, for some reason, I felt like you might ask this question, and so I came up with my own, <laughs> with my own. That was me laughing because I'm, I, it's probably a dud, <laughs> but I came up with my own little Easter egg since Easter eggs are so important in the show. Um, mm-hmm. I came up with my own little Easter egg um, riddle in a way, or 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 clue, if you will. So wait, I'll save that for a second. Um, here's a couple things I can tease. Um, number one. Kelly gets her own boomstick this season, and she is ready to pump it. Um, everything that has been unfolding for Kelly in this journey of the last, which will be at this point, three and a half seasons. It's right at the middle point of season three. Um, Kelly finally forges her path and gets her day in the sun where she has the potential to end this once and for all. And she gets some agency, which I've been just begging for, for her to finally follow her own lead. So she, she gets her day in the sun and whether or not she's victorious um, is irrelevant at this point because she's always said she wants to go down swinging, but more importantly, the fact that she goes for it, which ties into what I was saying before when she's afraid and she, she doesn't know if if she can actually win, but she goes for it anyway, that this epic showdown with evil happens. Um, and there's a lot of unconventional weapon use. I'm, you could probably hear me smiling through the phone. I'm very excited I to can. see it um, <laughs> and the effect that has. Here's another thing I can I can give you sort of a an exclusive tease. Um, people always ask about Pablo and Kelly and and their relationship, and I would argue that they their relationship goes so much so, so much deeper than just a romantic but but this season when the stakes get a little too high and uh it's looking like it might be the end all be all um their relationship is taken to the next level and body part that is a fact oh oh and then for my here's my little e, this is an this is an exclusive with a capital e cuz i've not said this anywhere cuz i truly thought of this just for you and your listeners I'm dead serious, okay? Yes, let's, it let's hear it. It might be terrible. It might be terrible. No, let's hear it. It might be terrible, guys. I just want to say that. Okay. <clears throat> I will say this. A man can be destroyed, but not defeated. Now, that might be a riddle. That might, it, it's more than a one-parter. Someone might figure that out and say, oh, I know what that means. But it might be more than that. It might mean that there is a fox in the hen house who is disguised as a chicken who we will find out the truth soon enough. It might mean that it might be a clue to what happens this season. It might be so many things, but I will just say it one more time, a special Easter egg just for you that I came up with because a man can be destroyed, but not defeated. And that is all I will say. 
That's fine. I'm so excited to to tweet that out, and I'm sure our listeners will definitely uh, love that because we got a lot of response to uh, the tweets earlier, so we'll probably have a lot of people um, interested to hear what's coming up this season. But, Dana, we only have a a few more minutes, so I just want to give you a a minute to kind of plug uh, some uh, upcoming projects of yours uh, and just kind of a, a final send off if you if you have just a maybe about a minute left. Oh all right. Oh God a minute. Okay. Um I, I'm very proud of this movie. Actual blood, sweat and tears went into this, not just Sam Raimi style. Um it's not it's not horror. It's quite a departure from Kelly, but I'm very, very proud of it. It's called The Mad Ones. Um you can go to madonesmovie.com. It is available on all video on demand platforms like iTunes, Google Play, um, Amazon, all those things. Uh, rent it, buy it. Um and uh, send, send me an update if you do. Um, maybe you'll get something yep. special in the mail. Um, but I'm very, very proud of it. Um, and it's about a, um, it's a very smart, uh, funny, heartwarming story about um, three young professionals who are searching for um, meaning um, in, in life and in work, and especially looking for that pure experience in a world where everything is virtual. Um, I'm very proud of it. Uh, check that out. Um, also, Three Women. Um, it's a short film. I think it's threewomenfilm.com. You can catch me in that um, with people like Abigail Spencer, uh, PJ Byrne, um, Anna Camp. Um, it's written, uh, directed, and starring Alex Bay. Um, and I just I recently did an episode of Will and Grace. Um, so, which was all my comedy dreams, uh, coming true. So if anyone, um, I think they're on a break while the Olympics are on. So check out me, uh, in a, in a flashback playing Karen Walker's mom, um, and Will and Grace. And, uh, that's, that's all I got. And of course, season three, you've got to get stars because, yes. uh, that, that's how they know to keep the show going. So if you guys want a season four, we will continue to get the blood and viscera and guts. Uh, thrown on us and keep coming up with demented twisted ways to tell the story um, if you keep watching uh, so uh, please get stars and make sure you um, watch the premiere of season 3 February 25th Dana and thank you excited. so much I'm very excited as well I, I'm going to definitely check out the mad ones uh, once again thank you so much for being on with us tonight I could talk to you for for the rest of the night if if I was able to, but unfortunately, um, okay, I well, actually why don't, we, I don't have that why don't we have, Oh, you don't have to see, I have all the time. So anytime yeah. you want to call me, my friend, we can, we can just chit chat. You don't even need to hit record and blast it out on the airwaves. You and I, will just have a nice little talk, <laughs> but I'm happy hey, to if talk you, to you. If you mean that, I, yeah, I if you mean that, that we'll definitely, I really enjoy yeah, I'll you definitely, uh, yeah, I'll definitely reach out and, and talk to you, and maybe we can have you back on uh, after uh, season three. Oh, I would love that. I would very much love that, and thank you to your listeners. Um, and remember, my friend, you are doing exactly what you were meant to be doing, just like your little, your little younger self. So um, I'm happy that we both get to do that, and I will talk to you anytime. Enjoy season yes, I three. I can't it. wait I, for you to see what's in store. Expect the unexpected for sure. I, I'm going to, I know you didn't, you didn't get me intrigued with the, the little exclusives here. So I'll definitely take a look <laughs> into it. But uh, once again, uh, we've Great. been speaking with Dana DeLorenzo. You've been an amazing guest and uh, everybody please check out Ash versus Evil Dead season three. Check out her new movie, The Mad Ones. And for everybody at Geek Vibes Nation, I'm Kanan. And we're for geeks by geeks. Everybody have a good night. Thank you.